Hello and welcome to All You Ever Wanted to Know. I am Jordan Patswold, and I really am excited to introduce to you, our listeners, a new pastor to the area, Pastor Jesse Darby, Associate Pastor at Melville Baptist Church. Pastor Jesse, welcome to The Rock 98.5. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, do you know why they don't ask eggs or why they don't tell eggs jokes? Uh, Not a clue. Because they'll crack up. (laughs) Well done. Yes, I love a good joke and a great way to start things off for today. Uh, Well, uh, Pastor Jesse, this really will be all you ever wanted to know because we really get an opportunity to meet you being new to this area. Well, I guess, how long have you been now in the, well, I guess the Melville area? Uh, We got here towards the end of the the last Monday of October. Um, So I really started uh, being in the office at Melville Baptist Church on the first week of November. Excellent. Well, you reached out uh, to us right away. Uh, I understand you were excited when you heard that there was a Christian radio station in the area. So thanks so much for reaching out to us, first of all, and uh, wanting to just uh, put yourself out there, let people get to know you a little bit. So we can't wait to learn more about you. So uh, where was home beforehand? Uh, We lived in a place called Lone Butte, British Columbia, which is about uh, 15, 20 minutes outside of 100 Mile House. um, And that's about five hours north of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, for coming to Melville, ultimately, uh, tell us a bit about the journey that brought you here and a little bit just being a, a pastor in general, too. Is this your first ever pastoral role or have you been a pastor for a while? Tell us. Yeah, this is actually my first time being a pastor. And so I feel like sitting into a uh, an associate pastor role is actually quite fitting. Um, as you go through the Bible and, and especially the New Testament and you read like uh, Paul and and how he brings Timothy and whatnot underneath his wings, you see that um, the mentorship that's there of uh, bringing up somebody um, in leadership is, is really great. And so for me to come and work with John, John Pettinger, um, he's been uh, the senior pastor at this church for nine years. Um, he can really uh, bestow a lot of uh, um um, experience and and uh, biblical knowledge and whatnot upon me and help uh, develop me as a minister. Um, but how I've came to the thought of becoming a, <laughs> a pastor, it, it didn't come naturally per se. Uh, I did feel the calling back in 2009 when I was attending Prairie Bible College, but I got scared out of that pretty easily um, because it, it's not a easy job to, to do. There's, there's a lot of, um, stuff that you got to deal with that most people don't, don't really realize this. You know, a lot of people think, oh, you show up to church on Sunday and you just work on Sunday. And it's like, well, no, you, you do got a lot of, um, situations that you do deal with, with, within the week. And right. I, I've been surprised myself at how much I've been working in the office, even during this last little bit. Um, and so I, I got intimidated out of being a pastor um, back in 2009 because I was actually asked to come and speak at a church in um, Wild Horse Plains, Montana. Um, so I went down there and I spoke about uh, uh, communion and how the definition of communion actually means um, to always be in a, in a relationship with. So it's not communion's not meant to just have once a Sunday or every other Sunday or every Sunday, depending on what the denominational practice you have. Um, but it's supposed to be something that we always have with Christ Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Um, 
as long as you're awake and you know um as long as you're sleeping really if you <laughs> if, sure. it, if it works that way right um you can be told all kinds of exactly things through dreams and other things exactly right you, you read a lot about it but anyway so I, I told this congregation this down in in wild horse plains montana and, and i swear it was almost a pitchforks and torch situation um for for a young 18 year old guy it was rather scary i i felt like i committed one of the most heinous sins that you can um the, the bible says that if if you lead the flock astray, you may as well tie uh, a chain and 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 uh, rock around your neck and throw yourself into the ocean, right? Um, and so I was I was scared that I committed some sort of uh, b- biblical felony, if you will. Um, and so I, I I actually went the other way and I went into the military and I was in that uh, as a reservist for seven years, but I took a lot of full-time contracts, which was really fun. I, I enjoyed working with the reg forces and th- they were a bunch of great guys. And, and once they got to know me, they didn't care that I was a reservist at all. Uh, there's, there, <laughs> there's this natural competition that happens between reservists and regular forces. But once you start working with guys and, and they realize that, no, you're not here just for, you know, a week or, or two weeks, you're actually here for, you know, a decent amount of time. Then they, mm-hmm. they start to appreciate who you are and you start appreciating who they are. Um, and, and during that time, I, I actually, if you can imagine, fell away from Christ um, because my best friend actually died. And and it was one of those situations where, where it was like, you know, I was more mad at God, if if that makes sense. I, I, yeah. um, and so I, I, I ignored God. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't not believe in God. I was just mad about it. And, and so then, um, as I went through the military, I started to realize that, you know what, it's, it's actually the, the sin and the fallacies of man that bring about pain and suffering. And, and it's not actually God who, who does it to us. It's God actually wishes that we didn't have to be in this, uh, fallible world and 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 be this way and that's why he sent us jesus christ right um to to give us that that way out and so as i started to realize that and and remember actually how my friend died because as he died he asked me to you know read scripture for him and and read psalms 24 and 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 um and pray with him and and then he would also be crying out to Jesus in his final, final moments of pain. But it wasn't because he, he had lack of faith. It's because he knew what Jesus um, could do for him and, and was doing for him in, in that moment. And in, in the final moments, it was absolute peace. Um, wow. And, and it, was, it was hard for somebody as young as, as I was yeah. to be observant of it. Um, but to look back at that while I was in the military and remember that and and then talk to certain Christian soldiers who were in, in the military. Well, one of them, um, <laughs> he was somebody from my, my church who I actually haven't seen for a while. Um, he was from Olivet Baptist Church, and that's where I – so I was, I was born – more or less in all of it, Baptist church. I wasn't born in the building, but I was born into that family. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and I was there for probably about 16 years. Um, and then we went on to another uh, Baptist church after that. But anyway, so this, this tall Asian guy walks into my, my uh, room one day in, in the barracks in, in Wainwright, Alberta there. 
and uh, Simon Ennis, like I was surprised to see, you know, uh, a face like that. And, and him and I got talking and he knew about my friend and, and he knew how much, um, me and this guy, like how close we were to right. each other. And he knew that I fell away from Christ. And so, you know, him and I got talking and over time there was this one day and he didn't have the cleanest mouth, um, at that point, And I didn't either at all. <laughs> the military kind of does that to you. Um, and, uh, and he, he looked at me and he said, Jesse, without Christ, and I'm not going to say the word, we are effed without Christ. We have absolutely no hope. We are effed. And I just, I was just like, wow, for somebody to say it in that regard is just, it's a strong way to say it. Yeah. An sure. absolute strong way to say it because, Definitely. you know, it's been, and, and I apologize to the listeners, you know, um, that's one reason why I tried to censor myself as much as I could right there. Uh, but there's truth in it. Without the grace of Christ, we have absolutely no hope. And, and it got me thinking about it. How did my friend die? He, he died calling upon the name of Jesus Christ. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't pain and only pain and, and this fear he had confidence in Christ and, and Christ was actually there with us. And, and he, he even said as much to me at one point. And, and so then when I stopped and thought about that, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. And, and like, I, I, like I said, I, I, I wasn't, I didn't not believe in Christ. I was just mad about the situation. And so then I started to think, okay, why, why do bad things happen? To Christian, why do bad things happen to us every day? And and yes, God is so powerful that He could come into a situation and say, "Okay, I'm going to change this completely for you." Right. But how does ultimate true love work? Does true love work in in a way where we say, where where somebody says, "No, you're going to do as I say, and you're going to love me in the process, and you're going to do exactly what I say, and you have absolutely no choice in it." No, that's not love. Right. Love allows us the opportunity to make our own decisions. And in our own decisions as man, we, we sinned. And, and so with sin comes the, the consequences of it. And so that's pain and that's, and that's suffering within this world. And, but through all, like the Bible also says, says through all things, I will make good of it. Right. And so there was good that came from that day. Um, it took a while for me to come around, but it, it was good. Um, it's like, it still makes me sad thinking about it. And it's not something that I, I like to go back and think on because it was a hard, hard thing watching your friend die and, and taking his last breath. Um, but all that I think made me stronger in the end and, and made me realize, you know, that yeah, life can be crappy sometimes, but it's, it's because of man's sin. It's not because of God wants us to be there. Like mm -hmm. God, God doesn't want us to be in pain and hurt. And, and he, he doesn't want this, this life for us in, 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 in this way. It's not perfect. Right. The, the, what, what God intended for us was the garden of Eden. 
That's what God intended for us. And so since that can no longer be, he's like, okay, well, how can I allow my, my children to get past the, the sentence that sin brings to them? And so then he brought us Christ. Right. Right. And so within Christ, we, we have the opportunity to then be, um, saved. And one, one thing I was telling my youth the other, the other day, actually, and it's just total side note, um, is when, when we pass, we have this opportunity. We, we will be in this, this, this place where we will have to stand before Christ and say, this is all I've done and we will be judged for it. But there's, there's a slight catch to it. We can say, judge me for who I am. Or we can say, no, I don't want to stand in my filth. Or we can take that step and say, no, yeah, that's what I've done. But judge me for what Jesus Christ has done. Judge me in the blood of Jesus Christ. You know, most, most people who understand the, the, um, how, how high, how high the stakes are in being judged for ourselves in front of Christ. We're all going to fall short. We will all fall <laughs> short. So we're, we're, we're going to be, we're going to jump over there and say, no, judge me for who you are, Jesus. Judge me for what you have done for me. Mm. And that's, that's, you know, uh, like if, <laughs> if, if you all could have seen me, I was like stepping from one side of the room to the other and be like, like you, you literally have to take that step yeah. away from yourself and allow yourself to be judged in Jesus Christ, but it can only be done through repentance. Um, of, of who we are. But anyways, that's uh, a, <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah. Uh, pastor Jesse Darby uh, joining us, uh, associate pastor at Melville Baptist church, been in the role now for just a few weeks here. And it's uh, great to have him join us and introduce us uh, to him. And uh, just about uh, the process too, uh, when it comes to then deciding to take these thoughts and really go with them further, because I mean, those are things that by and large, a lot of Christians uh, can sometimes experience, right? Those mm. feelings of just going through a struggle and really wondering where is God leading in me in this? And then also to really examine, you know, the path that we're on to then take it that step further and then going into the training and the path of then becoming leadership or a pastor. Uh, take us through that journey. Roughly how long ago did that then take place for you and where did you go? Okay. Um, so I, it was probably 2017 when I then started getting the feel that I was being called to something greater. Mm -hmm. um, during that time, I was actually working at a mill, um, an OSB mill, so orientated strand Strandboard in uh, 100 Mile House, uh, okay. working for sure. Norboard. Um, I was making a really good, decent amount of change, um, and I started getting like I just wasn't satisfied with what I was doing, mm -hmm. and so I, I I ended up looking at my wife one night and saying I. I just really feel like God is wanting me to do something else, like go into ministry or, or something. And, she's, and she looked at me and she said, actually, I've been praying about the same thing. Um, and so we really started praying about it with each other at that point and, and looking at where God was calling us to. And so um, there was this this family who actually came to our church for because they were camping in, in uh the caribou there is what we call our regional district is the caribou and they said we've been praying about somebody who speaks spanish and who would be interested in going down to this bible camp in mexico 
and looking at going down there for full time. So I, I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. You know, we've been praying about it. I speak Spanish. They know I speak Spanish. And so maybe I'll head on down to this camp, Bible camp in Mexico and see, mm. see what's happening. So, so uh, in 2017, I went down to Hermosillo, Mexico and went to the uh, Bible camp. Um, it was called uh, Hacienda de Arbolas. Um, so the it can be translated a couple ways: farms, uh, tree farm, or tree ranch. Um, the church that it's atta attached to is Arb Arbol de Vida, which means tree of life. Um, and so I, I went down there and I, I met this pastor down there, uh, Greg Newfeld, and he's a really great guy. He's actually from Alberta, um, and we found out that him and I are actually uh, cousins. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, because uh, if if you know my full name is Jesse Frederick Newfeld Darby, right? And so his name is Greg Newfeld. Um, so the Newfelds is is a part. And the thing about Newfelds is you actually don't know if you actually are related because there's so many Newfelds. <laughs> but we we were able to trace ourselves back to each nice. other easily. Yeah. Um, and so he he really talked to me about you know uh, following God's calling and allowing God to to. Um, to guide you. And so, you know, I, I did feel like that could be a potential ministry for me in, in, um, Hermosillo. Um, because I, I love speaking Spanish when I have the opportunity. Um, and I, I love the, the Latino, uh, culture. It's just, you know, they're great people. Um, and so I came back, Chelsea and I prayed about it and we felt, you know, maybe we will apply for it. And sometimes, God intends for us to go through the process of applying for things, especially things like this, because they ask you so many questions about yourself. It's, it's really a interrogation, if you will, of, of who you are and who you are in Christ. It's, you know, because they have to be careful on who they're allowing to come down and, and minister to these vulnerable individuals. Yeah. And so it was, it was a very um, unique experience. Um, in the end, they looked at um, Chelsea and myself and they said, we think your children are too young to uh, come to this area. And so maybe in a couple of years. So we, we, we felt like it was, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, well, obviously God closed, closed the door partly, but, and so I, I kind of got complacent at that point. And then, and then uh, in, uh, oh, it would have been 2019. I, I found out that my job was no longer going to be like the mill is shutting down. And, and I was very complacent. It, it was in 2019, I, I looked at my wife and I went, well, maybe this is where God wants us to be. And, you know, like maybe this is the ministry that God wants me to, me to do. And, you know, I'm making good money. We're, you know, better off than we've ever been. And, you know, it, it was definitely a time of complacency, which is never a good thing. Um, and so in that time, Oh, no, it would have been 2018, actually, 2018. Um, so in, in, in that time, um, they, they announced the closure of the mill. And, uh, and I remember thinking, well, what do you want me to do, God? Like, you know, at first, like, I feel like you're calling me to Hermosillo. Uh, and then, you know, that gets shut down. So, like, what do you want me to do? And so I remember, because sometimes well, when you pray, it's, it's a very one-sided thing. You know, we, we pour our hearts out, but we forget to listen, 
right? And so in this moment, I kind of remembered that, no, maybe it's time for you to shut up, Jesse, and allow God to speak. And so I, I shut my mouth and, and just listened for, for a minute. And, and God said to me, I want you to look at associate pastor positions. And I never considered that because, you know, I'm, I'm great with fixing things. I can, I can, you know, do small electrical stuff and, um, plumbing stuff. And I can do a lot with carpentry. Um, I'm, I'm a pretty good maintenance guy. Um, and so I was like, well, if I go to a Bible camp, like, you know, there's always maintenance to be done. They can't afford to have people come in and just do the work. So, you know, if, if I'm the director of a Bible camp, then I can just fix it for free. And it's, it's in, then in that way I'm using my gifts and then I'm also using my, my desire to follow Christ. Um, but I never thought about going to associate pastorship. Um, and so I, I started looking at all these associate pastor jobs and I was like, well, God, what, what do you want me to do about this? And he's like, pray for every single one of these churches. Don't just apply, pray for them and pray that they will find the pastor that is meant for them. Not that they will accept you, but they will find the pastor that is meant for them. And so I started looking at all that and praying for each and individual church that I came across. And it was, it was a, a long process because I'd pray for them. And then I would look at their statement of faith and I'd look at their constitutions and, you know, because it's really important to make sure that you understand who churches are. Right. Um, and so I really wasn't finding anything that I, I, you know, our, our beliefs didn't exactly click. And, and so then, you know, I kept on praying and praying and then finally found Melville Baptist church. And, um, so I sent them my, my resume in early 2019. Um, I had already been laid off in, by August, uh, 2018 by this point. So I was on EI. Um, and, uh, they said to me, they said, oh, well, actually, we have somebody who's already here who's um, going through the, um, oh, what do you call it, candidacy. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess the, the, I guess it wasn't meant. So, you know, I'll, I'll keep on praying for Melville and, you know, and hopefully pray for this guy and, you know, pray that he is the guy that's meant for them. And and so I, I prayed for Melville and this guy and, and really tried to make sure that my my prayers were, were for Melville, not, not for me, not, not that, that, you know, um, that right. I would get the job necessarily uh, because it has to be God's will. Like it can't, it can't be our will. It's not, it's not my will be God, uh, be done. It's may your will be done right on earth as it is in heaven. Um, and so probably, so that was in January and then probably in it was a couple months later, they emailed me, uh, Catherine from our, our secretary emailed, emailed me and said, Hey, are you actually still interested in this and in this position? And so I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm still interested. I've been praying about it for some time. And, and so, um, I sent them my, my resume cover letter, all my stuff I've done with Bible college so far. And, and then they asked me to come do my candidacy. Um, and that would have been for March, but then COVID happened. 
And, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> that phrase, yeah, everyone yeah. knows what you mean. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so then they couldn't have me out until um, until much later. Yeah, uh, I think I, exactly. I think I think we came out in what would it have been? So summertime, what, spring. What year is it? Oh, it was twenty twenty. 2020 is a bad year so it was actually it was actually 2020 this january that, that okay. so yeah I'm, I'm getting my my years mixed up i'm thinking we're still in 2019 oh, okay welcome to 2020 jesse this is what the year's <laughs> been like um, <laughs> okay well since that shock is done um yeah so 2020 january they um they said that they were looking at somebody else. March, they were like, yeah, we want you to come out and and do your candidacy. 2020, COVID, um, was taking place. Um, and so in August, July or August, somewhere in there, it's been a really, like, messy year. Everything's kind of bunched together but anyways at at some point this year mid-year um i came out finally when when the restrictions were kind of lifted and there was interprovincial traveling and we we made sure that um we followed the guidelines as best as we could Mm -hmm. well to the t not as best as we could we made sure we followed everything (laughs) because you know it's, it's important to make sure that we follow what our governments lay out for us um and so we 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 respected the, the, the rules and respected the interprovincial traveling until they opened it up. And then we came out and I, I had the opportunity to do my, my candidacy. And it just really seemed like God was driving everything forward. Right. Um, and so I think it was July that I came out actually thinking about it. And so in July, the, they, they also had the, the vote and it was a hundred percent, um, vote for me to come as their associate pastor and so mm. i didn't accept it right away because you know i feel like i feel like we need to make sure that we pray for god's guidance in these things and as much as i felt like god was calling me to do this i had to make sure that god was calling me to do this sure right yes. because as as an associate pastor one of uh, especially as a the role which I have is also youth pastorship. So to come to come and be a youth pastor, you're working with children, not children, sorry, um, youth and children. And um, as a pastor, you're also working with other people. But all these people, um, they're easy to to manipulate at, at these stages in their lives, and and to um, and, and it can be a ra- rather negative thing, right? And so you need to make sure that you are following what God wants you to do. And and you need to make sure that you are following God's will because you need to encourage these these individuals, yeah. not, not, you know, come into the situation and, and be like, no, this is what I think. It's like, no, you, you need to look at what God wants, you know, um, 
because when, when people are impressionable, um, especially at these stages, you really need to make sure that it is God speaking and not you. Right. Um, and, and you really need to make sure that you've looked at all angles of things and, and looked at all different, because I, I feel like one of the things that we should do as pastors is look at other perspectives of theology and, and make sure that we understand those theolo- theological out, outputs as well as um, look at our theological um, ideas and, you know, back it up biblically as well. And so, so to look at all these different sides and establish why I believe this, um, and then what other people believe, I think it really rounds out um, um, what you have to say to people and, and why you're saying it. Um, but one of the absolute important things that I try to do right now, and I think it's because God has really placed it on me is make sure when you're talking to a parent and the youth that you're in absolute support of the parent and, and, and that you're supporting the parents authority, um, of the youth and, and the children, because, um, it can be a dangerous thing when, when a youth pastor says one thing and then the parent says another, mm-hmm. even, even when it comes down to, um, my child has to be home at 1030 and it's like, okay, well then that child has to be home at 1030, like simple things like that. Right. Um, it, it is, is my job as a youth pastor to yes, teach, um, the scripture to, to the youth, but to also reinforce the parents. Right. And so, so yeah, anyways, that, kind of brings us all to um how i <laughs> how i got here um yeah. other than the fact that i got confused between 2019 and 2020 but, all you good know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pastor jesse darby new to the area associate pastor at melville baptist church uh, great to have him introduce himself to us uh today on all you ever wanted to know uh, i guess when you take on a role i guess i personally haven't really asked this of uh of a pastor before that's new into their position, but do you come into it with, say, a goal in mind or, I guess, dreams, whether it's for the area, the church, the congregation as a whole? Do you take it upon as something that you, that you need to accomplish? Or in terms of that, how do you look at your position and how you want to work with these uh, this congregation, rather? I think you should have goals and aspirations, but I think that you need to be flexible as well mm-hmm. because... You know, it's like what I said before, it's, it's not my will, it's God's will. And so if if, sure. if if my ideas are to do one thing, but then God says, no, Jesse, I want you to do this, actually, then I need to be flexible enough right. to um, adjust my, my, my path. Um, and that's kind of something which I've been focusing on is, is making sure that I focus on what God wants me to do. I do have ideas. Um, but those ideas are completely, um, dependent on whether or not this COVID thing keeps on going. Um, and so one of the things that I actually have done, like I I was praying the other day and and I really felt like God was telling me to, um, go into apologetics and apologetics is looking at, um, you know, if, if God is real, why does he allow us to suffer and answering questions like that? Or, or if the Bible is real, why are there dinosaurs and answering questions like that? Or if, or if, if the Bible is true uh, or, or how, how can you believe the Bible when it's being translated so many times and, and looking at questions like that? And, and so I, I went to the youth and I said, okay, challenge me with all the um, arguments that you have gotten 
against Christianity from your peers at school and, and your friends. And so, so they did that and, and, and they were actually quite excited about it. And so I was quite happy to see that, you know what, what God has placed on my heart to do apologetics and what the youth had been desiring to learn is apologetics. And so sometimes, you know, like at first, yeah, I came into it thinking, oh, I'll do maybe the screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis and do a study on that along with, with the scriptures. And I feel like I'll, I'll still do that at some point. But as I really started like praying and thinking about it, I was like, it was like this, this thought popped into my head and, and it was not my own. And it was like, do apologetics. And I'm mm. like, okay. So, so then I went and I approached the teens and I said, okay, challenge me. And right. So they challenged me. And, and so the first, the first one we did was, um, scriptures and translations, um, sure. you know, because if, if the Bible has been translated so many times, how can we trust that it's, it's true? And, and because a lot of people get this mis misconceived thought that translations, you take the, the King James version, which is a very Shakespearean type of language. And then they took the, the King James version and translated the King James version to the new King James version. Then they took the new King James version and translated it to NASB and NIV and you know, ESV and so on and so forth. But that's not true. The, the reality is every translation has had somebody who spoke Greek and Aramaic and, and Hebrew, and, and, they, and, and they were able to go back and actually read the, the text, the original text, which all our translations come from, and then um, come up with the translations. So the, when you place like NASB, NIV, ESV all side by side, and you read certain um, scriptures, you'll see that there's actually a very similar um, wording. So and and a very similar meanings and and the meanings are actually pretty much the same right and that's the and, important thing is that we stay unified in that yeah. and i mean going beyond the world i think of as well of just even bible translations is that for the young people today too uh i mean sometimes just because of church environments and things of that nature there's sometimes uh the rivalry with the church on the other side of town yeah and i mean it's uh, maybe seems unlikely, but our kids can even pick up on that as well, oh, amazingly sure. too. Yeah. And I think what we need to hopefully, when COVID I know isn't in our as an obstacle in our way anymore, to see our young people really being able to rely on one another as fellow Christians, the mm -hmm. ones that are from another congregation, if they can start doing things together just as that Christian body. I mean, I was a Protestant going to a Catholic elementary school, and I mean, there were even little feuds, if you will, just amongst my peers. It's like, well, you're not Catholic, so that means you're not Christian. And there was just so much of that just even within it. But it's yeah. like, no, I mean we can't use this as a wedge to divide ourselves more now than ever. We all need to come together and be on, if you will, the same team, if you will. And it's so much more powerful and influential if we can overcome some of these obstacles, because while there might be some differences that do exist, I mean, there are so many more common bonds that are more keeping us all in line on the same page where we can really be uh, more Christ-filled people together rather than, oh, we're from this church in this building and those people are from that building and those people are from that building. Yeah, and the reality is we need to humble ourselves, right? Oh, sure. Um, like the, the, the reality is you're not God and I'm not God. It's not our place to judge people's salvation. Is is God's place to judge people's salvation. He's the ultimate judge, right? Yeah. Um, it, 
we're, we're called to love our neighbor as we love ourselves and, and to pray for our neighbor. Right. And, and to love someone that doesn't come in judgment as like love and judgment aren't like, yes, there love and judgment do in some cases come hand in hand. Um, but to love somebody and, and judge their, their salvation. I, I think that that's a, a little bit of a stickier place. Yeah, to go. it is. But I mean, yeah. bring them in with loving arms. Yeah. God will tug away at them individually. Well, exactly. In their hearts, right. Like he does all of us and the things he has working on inside of each and every one of us yeah. too at the same time. It's, it's, it's our place to pray f- that Jesus will work in other people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if, 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 if I'm looking at, like, you know, I, I have family members who aren't Christian. If, if I look at them, it's, it's not my ju- my place to judge them and make them feel uncomfortable around me. It's my place to pray for them and pray that Jesus will work in their lives yeah. and lead them to salvation. And, and, and one thing that we're called to do is to show that love, right? Um, it's one of uh, my one of the songs that I think we can all remember is they will know we are Christians by our love. Right. Right. And, and it's true though. They will know we are Christians by our love and, and it will be an example to them. It will be a light to them. Right. Uh, Chris Tomlin sings a song, um, hold out your candle and run through the darkness. Right. And so uh, that, that, that candle being our, our love that we have because of, uh, our faith in Jesus Christ. Right. Mm. Um, oh, no, it's been great. Again, uh, getting to know today, Pastor Jesse Darby, associate pastor from Melville Baptist Church. Uh, before we wrap things up, uh, Jesse, is there more you want to get out there? If people maybe want to have a phone call, cup of coffee, I know things have got to be done creatively these days, but uh, anytime uh, if someone wants to just even reach out to you, welcome you to the community in some kind of way or another, uh, how can people reach you? Yeah, so you can always call me at Melville Baptist Church. Um, the phone number I don't have memorized because I'm still very new here. And even my phone number, I oh, I think it's like 306-607-5483, I think is mine. Uh, but, you know, if you call that number and somebody picks up and, you know, sounds confused, then, you know, it's probably not me. <laughs> but you, you could always call the Melville Baptist Church. Yeah, I got the la- number here if you want me to oh, s- oh, go share ahead. it then too. 306-728-5022. Uh, call the radio station if someone listening from Melville Baptist Church is going, wait, no, not that one. No, 306-728-5022. Uh, but uh, yeah, again, so nice of you to pop by. I mean, I very much appreciated it getting a call from you, uh, Jesse, when you pulled up into town and just said, hey, how can I uh, introduce myself? So great to have you do that for us today on the show and uh, wishing you all the best to you, your wife, uh, as you get your start in Melville and in this area. And I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah. And hey, if you ever want to have another conversation and I'm more than willing to come out and, you know, sit here and talk to you. You're pretty easy to talk to, except I think I did most of the talking. Well, hey, uh, (laughs) I'm still getting to know you and uh, I'll return the favor (laughs) maybe in a future episode. But uh, as always, very much appreciated and uh, take care. Yeah. All you ever wanted to know on The Rock 98.5. Until next time, have yourself a wonderful day and be blessed.